So what's good about StudentWorks is it actually, uh, it helps you from A to Z how to build right. a business. And there's that coach and that mentor that helps you. And I've always been that kind of a long wolf guy, but yes. the more, I, the, the older I got, the more I realized uh, you actually need some key people in your life to guide you. Even yeah. today, I got two coaches. I, I run a, a business and I still got two coaches. Uh, one of them is my partner and my mentor. He, he leads me through all my decision-making. He right. actually helps me through, through those uh, qualities like impulsivity, taking, and confidence. Like he can see it from another point of view. Point of view, so he yeah. Can help, he can help me make better decisions. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Super excited about bringing this amazing recent graduate of our program, uh, Joel Fortin. Uh, Joel was uh, an operator of the year with us in the 2015-2016, so just quite recently. And just a, an amazing story of doing really well, big, big setbacks, and, and now really, really crushing it. Just an incredible year and just really having done the work. Like That's the big thing about Joel. Certainly example of where an athletic career can really make a difference, but most it's about mindset. It's about perseverance. And I think uh, for young people saying, hey, you know, how quickly can I really start to have and make a major, major impact in my career? Well, come listen to see the absolutely incredible year Joel's had and in developing into a partner and an absolute um, real estate mogul. So uh, really, really love this conversation. I know you will as well. And again, what are we up to? Finding amazing young leaders. So if you know any amazing young leaders, send me an email, send them to our site, studentworks.com, and uh, have yourself a fantastic day. Thanks so much. Joel, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Really excited to have you on board. Excited to be here too. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, no, I, and I know, you know, uh, one of the things as I tell everyone, and I, I try to get, you know, early stage um, leaders who have just jumped from the program and are making really great headway in their careers. And then, you know, mm -hmm. people have been, you know, decades in and, and it's really exciting to hear what you've been, uh, been up to. But why don't we jump back to, you know, before you joined uh, the program, I guess you were in the, our program, you were one of our top operators in Quebec for two yep. years in a row. Who was uh, Joel before then? What were you up to? Uh, so actually, I was uh, studying in university, and uh, my main my main goal in life was to play football. So I used to play football, and that that was pretty much what I did. And uh, it actually led me to uh, develop some qualities. Like I was always aiming for self improvement. I liked competition, and uh, I really loved challenges. And that kind of translated in everywhere else in my life uh, yes. as I grew up. So when I stopped playing football, I still was uh, hungry for those things, but in at the same way, I was kind of shy. And, uh, you know, when you're young and you're just trying to yeah. develop yourself and trying to find what you want to do in life, uh, I was kind of kind of shy, too much self-conscious. So I was always worrying about what others could think about the things I was doing. And uh, there was definitely a lack of confidence, too. I think uh, that's what I was looking for before I joined the program. And that was based on the, on the objectives I had of 
improving myself and uh, going, growing through challenges in life. So unlike a bunch of our operators, you were an elite athlete, which you really, mm-hmm. really, you know, competed in the, uh, in the U S in football as well. Right. And just, just, yep. uh, uh, had, a, had a very successful career. And then, Hey, how do I translate these things I learned in sport? Like you said, personal development, you have to have a growth mindset, or I can't imagine, I know how as an athlete doesn't have a growth mindset because every Mm -hmm. year you want to get better. And you, and again, in my mind as well, how can I not be coachable as an athlete? Because I want to listen to the coaches about how to get better. So, so to me, it's, it's so translates into a successful, you know, successful business career. So many of the things are so similar. Exactly. Actually, the qualities you develop through sport and competition is actually what you also need in entrepreneurship and building businesses, I believe. And uh, it's a way of understanding, too, that uh, the, result, the results you obtain are uh, directly related to, to the efforts you're doing at first. So that's how I learned through football. And that afterwards, that's how I learned through business, that uh, you actually get what you give at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. And, and I'm a hundred percent accountable for the results in my life. Right. And, and, yeah. and that's another thing, right? Exactly. We're accountable. We're responsible. We're going to go crush it. And, and if I get a bad result, it's on me and not bad, Chris. No, it that's wonderful. There's a space where I can go fix it. I can go get better. Exactly. And I think that's how you must approach every uh, failure or every, uh, every problem you face It's How can I do better? Not trying to find a reason or explain just that's my that's my my bad doing. Now let's yeah. make it better. That's it. Yeah, awesome. Make make it bad. Make it better. That's Govin's uh, line. Make it bad. Make it better. So yeah, exactly. Our Govin. That. I remember Govin. Govin talking about that uh, <laughs> when I was uh, on my first training with you guys. Yeah, uh, that that's something you brought up. Uh, you learn to do things by doing them, yeah. failing, and then doing them again, and just repeating the process the process over and over again. Yeah. At some point, you'll perfect it. So yeah. I think that's how you must approach everything, especially exactly. in business. Exactly. So, so what do you still rely on from the, from the program? Uh, I'd say one of the biggest things I took from the program was sales. Everything in life is actually selling, right? So you try to converse, convince your wife or your girlfriend about something, you got to yeah. sell the idea to her. Uh, you're trying to get a new job or whatever. You got to convince those people that you're, you, you're the one. Like my job, my job involves uh, calling a lot of owners, property owners. So, uh, I can talk to someone who's like uh, just owning one property and uh, someone basically normal, your your everyday neighbor, or I can talk to CEOs who own like millions of assets. Right. So uh, it's adapting to to all these kind of people, but it's always the same process of selling something, selling the idea that they should sell their buildings to me, and that is why. So uh, actually going through uh, the process of meeting hundreds of property owners and trying to sell them contracts for painting, right? When you haven't even done that before in your life it's a a skill that you learn to master and uh repetition actually makes it easier every time so uh i remember my first sale with universe i was shaking outside before entering i was doing the estimate on paper i was literally shaking outside and i called my uh my coach at that point to try to get a a boost of confidence yes i was shaking i was so stressful yeah and uh it went well i actually got the got the 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 contract yeah exactly got the contract (laughs) and then i I remembered after that, like a year or maybe at the end of the season, I was going through estimates just like it was nothing. Yes, in and out, yeah. in and out, in and out, in and out. <laughs> there was no shaking or no stress. Just repeating those things and knowing you understand the pro- the process uh, makes it easier. So yeah. to this day, I'd, I'd say it's a, uh, it's a big thing that stayed with me. I can meet any type of people and yeah. just build a quick bound with them, trying to make a, trying to make a sale or convince them, convince them or of something uh, actually. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it, one sec, I'll, and I'll let you continue. One thing that yeah. I, I I can't help but smile, Joel. By the way, I don't know how many how many pounds Joel is, but it's of thick muscle. So yeah. Joel <laughs> is is so so it just makes me smile. Here's Joel sitting in the car in Quebec City, yeah. going in. So it's it, it. But but what's funny is that is what it is to be human. We are yep. frightened of other people until all of a sudden we just break that down and break it down exactly. and break it down. Yeah. And that I think that's the self-consciousness that I was talking about before joining the program. It's uh yeah. uh it's kind of funny, like you said, that such a big guy can be so scared inside. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, it, it kind of felt like that. It's like uh you are human at the end of the day. So when yeah. whenever you're facing something new, whenever whenever you're facing challenges, uh, some things you're unsure of, that's where yeah, you've got those emotional reactions that are totally normal. Yes. Thing is, uh, how do you deal with them? And that's where you can either uh, progress or regress. So uh, that's actually something I took out of the program. See, you know, uh, w- working through that stress and making sales eventually just like a, an any day thing. Whereas first it was something way too big to uh, to understand. Yeah, no, no, and, and it's it's a very common experience. And so for mm-hmm. you know our leaders you know, worried about something, stressed about something. That's what's so when we get started, you know, and we we never forget that we used to be really frightened. You know, I used exactly. to be really frightened of public speaking. You know, now that, yep. you know, again, that's the, one of my main things that I do. So so it's just, that's normal. And then we we just gain confidence. So exactly. So um, we were we were only able to have Joel with our organization two years. Trust me, we tried to have him stay stay longer. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's you know, and that's then that's okay because really what we're about is having people go out and have successful and powerful careers. So when you left Student Works, what did you do? What 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 was the next move? Yeah, I remember. Like you said, I stayed for two years. You actually offered me the DM job, but uh, uh, I had some other plans in mind at that point. So. Uh, I was really um, into uh, trading and cryptocurrency at that point at, my, at the end of my second year with you guys. Yeah. So uh, when I when I stepped out of student works, I actually took all the profits I made in two years with the company and uh, put everything into cryptocurrencies and uh, started trading. So uh, it actually went pretty well for a year and a half. I thought I'd be uh, reaching my goals quite fast. Right. I thought I actually thought I could literally just stay on that uh, on that wave and it would take me to where I wanted. Right. So for a year and a half, it went well. And then uh, it took about two months to lose everything and I uh, could get in debt. <laughs> so it went from a really high point in my life to a really low point in my life. But it was kind of a great experience. I'm kind of glad I, I lived through this. So what actually uh, helped me go through it is just like every little thing, uh, the bigger things are the same thing. So if you got a contract that goes bad at some point, you make mistakes, you lose money, uh, you've got problem managing some issues, right. you'll go through it. At some point, you'll find a solution and you'll get through it. So it's the same thing with the bigger things in life. When something happens, you just learn to adapt and get through it. So um, when that went bad and uh, I actually lost, it felt like I lost three years of my life because I had built a business for two years, made all that money, invested it, made more money, and then lost everything. So it's like, boom, three years in the, the waste basket. So, so, so Joel, for our leaders... So, yeah. so, so you, you obviously you made a good choice at the time to to invest in, in 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 crypto. You know, it went up and up and up. And then what happened? Like what? And 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 then beyond the what happened, because because there's lots of ways to lose money. There's lots of ways to make yeah. money. But sometimes the ways we make money aren't repeatable. And sometimes the ways we w- lose money are are actually 
you know, signs and signals to say, oh, don't do that again. So what do you, what do you mm-hmm. see? What lessons do you take most importantly? Well, I think it was in terms of, uh, of risk taking. So I had been taking risks for like years already and uh, having great results doing it. So right. at some point it felt like I felt like I couldn't make any more mistakes because I had been I had been winning for years now. Okay. And uh, I decided to take on more risk without like not calculated risk, just dumb risk trying to hit ah. the home run. Like big, go big or go home, and I realized, uh, well, reality hit me right in the face. Sometimes, uh, like yes, there's a factor of who you are and what you do and how you do things, but if you let it go to your head too fast, uh, you might take risks that you wouldn't have taken otherwise, and uh, it kind of becomes a spiral at that point when you get too emotional and uh, you lose the rationality behind your decisions. Yes. Uh, you just you can compound bad decisions at that point, and that's really what happened with me. I just compounded bad decisions because of an initial mistake of risk-taking. So I think it's important when you go through uh, emotion for emotional parts like this, you've got to realize it, what triggered it, and how can you step back and try to rationalize the whole thing before you keep compounding mistakes. But I also believe like these parts of life, of life are, uh, are just normal. Everybody at some point at some point are going to make mistakes, are going to lose. I'll probably going to make, I'm probably going to make mistakes and lose some things like again in my life at some point, but it's how you deal with it. Once you, once you've lost that thing, or once you've gone through the, the low, uh, how right. can you get back? So it's yeah. always about coming back in whatever, whatever it's in your life. Yeah, no. And, and one of the other things is, you know, around decision-making, I think the best decision-makers are very thoughtful about the decision-making that they make why they chose to make that decision, okay, and then make the decision, act, and then later on, they can go back and look to sort of say, oh, why did we decide to do that? What Mm -hmm. was it? And then we can look at the result because maybe even, like, not always, you know, you can still make a good decision and the result didn't turn out for you because maybe some things changed or whatever. And, and, you know, and, 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 and obviously for you, you learned, hey, well, when I bet everything and and I don't choose well, well, hey, I can lose everything and be back mm-hmm. be be backwards. So it's like, okay, hey, in the future when you build up assets, you'll look differently at that. You exactly. know exactly. Yeah, and it's like it's part of the process of learning who you are. Like you said, when you can look back on your decisions, why you made it at that, why you made that decision at that time, how you made it, uh, it teaches you things about yourself too. I when I was an impulsive guy, uh, yeah. that yeah. Uh, that maybe. Uh, I was being too confident at some point. Yes, yes. So you see, if you can if you can target those things in you, you learn how to change it or how to understand it the next time you make a decision that can yes. have a big impact on your life or on other people's lives. So yeah. it's part yeah. of the process of learning who you are. And that's what's beautiful that's what's beautiful about businesses. It's it's uh it's the chain of failures and success, and each of them is a lesson at some point of who yeah. you are and how to, how can you get better every time. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, it, Sorry, and Joel, what's great about this is that this is Joel discovering him. For mm-hmm. other leaders, you've got to discover you. Joel has a, a, a very high risk tolerance and a very high confidence level and impulsivity that created this. And now it's like, oh, okay, I see this. This didn't work for me. And on the other hand, do we want Joel all of a sudden to not be striving and quick, quick acting? No. Do we want him not to feel confidence? No. Right? So it's just... It's how do we how do we balance it, right? And it's, exactly. and it's learning from our our errors, but not going and flipping the other way. 
No, exactly. It doesn't mean you, you got to actually learn to how to use those qualities uh, to your advantage. And yes. not because the same the same qualities you use as your advantage can actually be a disadvantage if you let them take over. So it's just like you said, learning how to how to control those things in a good way. And uh, one thing one thing I actually took out of the program too was uh, I had a lack of guidance at some point. See, uh, when you're young, you want to do a lot of young people want to start a business, want to build something, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how to start. They don't necessarily have a network of people around them. They can have things. So what's good about student works is it actually uh, it helps you from A to Z how to build right. a business. And there's that coach and that mentor that helps you. And I've always been that kind of a lone wolf guy. But yes. the more I, the older I got, the more I realized uh, you actually need some key people in your life to guide you. Even yeah. today, I got two coaches. I, I run a, a business and I still got two coaches. Uh, one of them is my partner and my mentor. He, he leads me through all my decision making. He actually helps me through through those uh, qualities like impulsivity, taking, and confidence. Like he can see it from another point of view. Point of view, he yeah. Can help, he can help me make better decisions. Yeah. And I've got another another mentor, which is more based on because uh, I manage people, so he helps me with managing people and like the more political aspect of running a business. Right. So you see, you got to learn that sometimes you've got that lack of guidance, and in, if you want to reach your goals in terms of self improvement. You got to find that guidance, that guidance somewhere. And uh, sometimes it's the people you meet. Sometimes it's the people in your business. It could be your coach and student works. It can be anybody yeah. in your life that can help you uh, improve yourself and make better decisions. Yeah. So that's actually something that stayed with me after student works. I kind of realized that sometimes some people can actually help you level up in life. Just uh, you just got to accept it. It's okay to be a lone, a lone wolf, but sometimes <laughs> other wolves help you. Uh, you other wolves help you. Yeah. Well, and again, you look at the best. Athletes in the world, they have all coaches. If you look at Fortune exactly. 500 CEOs, they have coaches. You know, mm-hmm. senior executives, they have coaches. So, so you know, you can go pay for a great coach. You know, it, it, obviously, student works program management program, we provide one, which is key. So, mm-hmm. walk us through your job situation, like what you decided to yep. do coming out of school, etc. Because um, that's also, I think, there's a lot of value there in, in seeing seeing yeah. seeing your decision making process. So yeah, so like I said, once I once I lost everything, it, it kind of felt like I had uh, taken a big step back. So I decided to go back to uh, university and finish finish my degree. I had like a, I think I had one or two semester uh, left to finish. Uh, went into inve- went into uh, real estate investment because I was always interested by investment, and I was working with, with uh, some uh, real estate firms in Quebec. But really, it's just as an employee. But the fact that I had been running a business two years prior to that, uh, it kind of felt sometimes. That I could maybe run the business better than it was already run. So sure. uh, the way I saw it was I need to progress a little more. So actually, uh, I, I had two jobs in real estate, and uh, at some point I decided it was uh, I couldn't just stay on the on the same level and wait years and years. I need more progress and more fulfillment. So I kind of took a leap and just left everything uh, there, uh, hoping to find another opportunity quite fast, which didn't happen because it was, it was uh, right when COVID hit. And right. uh, I was unemployed for like eight months, which was a kind of another low in my life financially regarding uh, I still had responsibilities and everything. But uh, then I found out that some guys were running actually a really big, big technology uh, company uh, in Quebec were looking for someone to start and run their own real estate business. They were diversing uh, all their profits and trying to build another company on the side. When I found that, I uh, actually, uh, it was back to selling myself. 
So I actually called the HR department right away. I talked to uh, the girl who actually put up the the uh, the ad ad scene. Yeah. Uh, so I've got the interviews. I went to one interview with them, another interview with the VP, uh, and then the president. And it was like I said, it was like selling yourself. It's the same thing when you enter in a painting contract and you're trying to sell that contract. So it was exactly the same process. Mm-hmm. Build a bond, and uh, the rest will follow. So it was supposed to be like a 45 minute interview. And I stayed there for three hours. And right. at the end of the day, we were talking philosophy and uh, and uh, meaning meaning of life. So it was like creating a, a real bond. And uh, right. so at that point, we we really connected, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to run that with them. So what we what I actually run is a real estate business. Uh, Here, one second. Let's yeah. let's pause. Let's pause there and go back. So if you yeah. so so first of all, one of the things I want 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 to link uh, make sure it's really clear is. So Joel saw this opportunity. You're supposed to respond by email and send a resume. Joel yeah, called exactly. and 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 you know here I'm I, I'm gonna go and meet with you right. So exactly. so it was like next level in terms of of assertiveness, but not not in a bad way, in a healthy way. Saying, exactly. look, I'm really excited about this opportunity. I you, you know I here's what I can provide. Enrolled mm-hmm. that 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 HR person in the idea that oh this made sense. But exactly. not being passive in that in that role. Exactly, and I I was actually chosen out of twelve people, so I think that actually made a difference how I acted and how I presented yes. myself from beginning to end. And it's the same thing when you're selling a when you're prospecting for your painting contract. Yes. You can just leave the the paper in the in the mailbox and hope they call you. Yeah, or you can or you can knock three times in a week until they yeah. answer. You yeah. can call them and you can leave yeah. papers every day. <laughs> and you may have a better chance if you do it that way than if you just do like everybody else that left the paper once and oh yes. they would call. Yeah. So it's it's learning. I think when you want something, you gotta you gotta go all in at some point and just realize. I mean, yeah, you gotta go all in, but you gotta do it in a structured way that can uh, give you the most odds of uh, achieving your goal. So it's yeah. it's kind of how I approach it, especially given the fact that I had been uh, unemployed for eight months. I was looking for something that re- could really fulfill me. And that uh, that opportunity just checked all the boxes, so I couldn't just uh, let it go by. I had and to. So, uh, so if you look back, Joel, you know you were, you know, and by the way, Joel was Joel was earning really good money uh, in his his previous role. Like looking yeah. back, it, was that the right call to leave your job and go? What do you think? It was uh, actually it was the probably one of the best calls I've made in the last few years. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. uh, it was scary at first because you're leaving everything without, with absolutely no prospect. And the only reason I was leaving is because it wasn't fulfilling me. I mm-hmm. couldn't see myself going through this every day again. Right. And uh, I had to find something else. So by forcing myself out of the situation, uh, I was forcing, my, forcing myself to find another opportunity because other people are scared. So they just stay where they are and yeah. hope something will happen. But if yeah. you don't force it, sometimes you you don't have that that hunger in you that pushes you to find something. Awesome. Uh, so it was it was a it, it probably was the best decision. That, although it kind of felt bad, I kind of felt bad for some months when, <laughs> when everything closed and it was impossible to find anything. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. but it was a, a good decision. And like you said, it was I was making good money at my job back then. Back then, and the first offer I got with them for running the business wasn't that much higher. But it's right. just, in terms of uh, responsibilities and what it what it could teach me was actually a lot better uh, a way bigger ROI on my life so right. 
So I took the leap anyways, and now uh, it's, it's actually starting to pay in every way. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I did it. No, it's great because because you know I'm I'm in communication with a lot of uh, you know former operators and 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 actually you know someone you know sometimes again we could just stay at a spot and I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of somebody who was just staying at a spot and you know going okay I'm getting paid but you know how's how's this and and of course everyone gets to decide what's the right thing and and you know uh, there is something to just you know, throw your hat over the fence. I'm getting over there. I'm, I'm getting exactly. over the fence somehow. Um, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So there's that, there's that saying, uh, you probably heard it before, like entrepreneurs actually jump out the, out the sky and they learn how to build the plane. Before build the plane as they fall. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how it felt. I'm just, I'm just going to put myself out there in the world and try to, try to make it happen. So uh, I think it was a good decision. I think a lot of young people uh, must accept that it's a risk at some point if you want to fulfill uh, yourself, if you want to improve yourself, if you want to make those big changes uh, that you're going to have to take. Because if you don't take it, uh, you end up in the, like, you just stay at the same spot. And you're you're, kind of in that same old, same old. And by the way, as well. Joel, no kids, uh, you know, was able to exactly. sort of get, get some extra money drop, driving Uber or whatever, dropping off food. So, so yeah. it's, so it wasn't just so everyone who's listening, it's, there's, there's no, oh, Joel, you know, Joel was going to be out of his apartment, not able to survive, but of it was not. like, I'm going to give my really what I want in life, a hundred percent commitment. So let's talk okay. more about, you know, just, so this, this basically a very successful technology firm has said, okay, we want to move into we want to move into real estate. We know we've got a full-time yeah. career here, sorry, a full-time job. And we want some young, hardworking, or just really, they didn't necessarily say young. We want somebody to create this right. opportunity. So they yeah. put how much money aside, or can you say that on a podcast? Yeah, no problem. Sure. So uh, we started with 2 million at the beginning of the year. Uh, okay. I started with them in January. Yeah. Uh, and they injected $2 million, $2 million in liquidity. Uh which is kind of small compared to what they could, but we're just starting. Yeah, and we tr- we actually tripled the business because uh, yeah, they already had some doors. They had already started. They just couldn't keep on uh, managing that the business. So that's where I came in. So they put in two millions at the beginning of the year. We tripled the business. We're around. Uh, we're hitting 152 doors uh, by the end of the year. I've got a last uh, acquisition to sign. In terms of money, what it means is we're actually what I created in terms of value we're going to refinance next year, next year uh, will vary between 500,000 to a million dollar, which is wow. kind of a big ROI. Uh, it's a huge return, especially for someone who just started. And I'm happy I did. Like the market obviously helped me a lot. Yes, of course. Uh, we're, we're, like conditions are good and everything, but there's also a lot of hard work behind that. And uh, we're really proud of, proud of what we're doing. So next year we're actually injecting 3 million. Uh, we're having to double the business next year. Honestly, the future is boundless from there. So uh, it just keeps growing. And real estate is really a compounding uh, thing. If you if you let time do, if you let the time do its thing, it will actually uh, help you grow bigger and bigger as you go. So um, yep, that's how it started. Two millions and uh, five, three millions next year. So we'll have like five millions injected, five millions injected in two years. And uh, we've got over right now 15 millions of uh, assets, which should double by next year too. So, because let's walk us through this. So, so I, we we have a lot of uh, past alumni who are very very successful in real estate. So, what's mm-hmm. 
So you you went out and and invested this money. So so how many mm-hmm. doors did you knock on? How did you how did you find the properties? You know, obviously real estate's very highly priced. So how did you find below value properties to buy? So uh, it's mostly uh, cold calling. So okay. that actually, so you see the skills you actually acquire when you're uh, canvassing help you a lot. So I've got absolutely no problem cold calling cold calling anyone now. Right. So it's Cold calling uh, based on, uh, I can do, like, there's different ways I can prospect property. So uh, either I find a place in the city I like, take all the addresses and just find the the owners. There's different tools to find them. Or I can simply go on, uh, I don't know how you say that in English, so it's basically the database of every owner in the city. Right. With their, uh, with their uh, contact information. Yeah, exactly. And you can you can get access to that if you've got the address and the name. Okay. So it's it's a lot of research, but once you get it, uh, you can actually get lists and just go through them and through them. So that's how I I found them. And now from there, it's just calling people. I mean, uh, I must have called over 500 people last year, <laughs> and uh, obviously I didn't buy 500 buildings. Right. So it's just uh, going through the process over and over again. As you as you um, as you talk to all those different people, you kind of you kind of learn how to adapt to every kind of people when you talk to them. Right. And uh, eventually you find some people that are interested in buying. Sometimes you're just planting seeds. So I actually bought buildings that from people that called me uh, three years, at, uh, three months after I had talked to them first. Right. So going through this and then you've got to develop another network too. So I'm calling partners. Uh, we obviously deal with a lot of banks, brokerages brokerages in real estate and and um other people in real estate but that aren't really buying what we buy right so it's just developing the the whole uh network that you need to find those deals and eventually if you keep doing that you're just growing your your uh network exponentially at right. some point those deals kind of come to you rather than right. just you fishing for them you never stop obviously you never stop prospecting you keep calling because you gotta see that uh that that funnel coming but at some point uh, these deals will start coming to you. Right. And so, so you mentioned, you mentioned your team. What's your, what do you have your team doing? What are they, what are they, what are they up to? How many are the members do you have? Uh, we're quite smart for now. So what's, what's nice with real estate is that you can actually build quite a big portfolio before you need a lot of people. So mm-hmm. right now, yeah, there's me as a managing director. There's, um, uh, there's, uh, one, one of the guys who actually does the, the accounting and, uh, fiscality for the finance. For the Right. Yeah, finances. Uh, I've got a manager who actually manages uh, all the the buildings. So if there's problems with with uh, right. with some renters or things like that, and I've got two um, two guys that work through uh, maintenance and uh, optimization and all the, the manual stuff. So okay, okay, the the, the hand stuff, you know. So yes. uh, so that's five plus uh, five, including me, and uh, I obviously have the partners that give me the money. So yes. uh, there's there's three of them. Uh, but they just own the company and they yes. inject liquidity. Uh, one of them is one of my mentor, which actually helped me through uh, my decisions and the risk we're taking. Right. So that would make seven involved completely in the company. What we expect is by doubling next year, we should probably hire one or two more people, but we hang 5,000 doors by year five. So that would mean probably close to 50 people at least working. So... Yeah, it's a a big growth we're expecting. Wow, wow. 
that's that that's that's a that's a lot of a lot of lot of growth, a lot of things uh, moving on. Does does it help in the real estate business having the contracting experience, sort of understanding homes, that sort of thing, and and knowing knowing a you know just structurally better about a home? Sure, it does. But uh, to be honest, you learn to be resourceful, so it does help. But you don't necessarily need it if you got other people in your in your team that right. understand it. Uh, so obviously we do, uh, we work with inspectors, with, uh, people that actually, uh, evaluate homes and, uh, the buildings we, we, uh, we buy. So if, if you're, if you learn how to be resourceful and you've got people around you that actually complete the things you don't know, right. uh, it helps a lot too. So of course, if you can be someone who knows almost everything there has to know about real estate, <laughs> well, so be it, but yeah. you can find those people if you don't have all the knowledge you need. And, uh, it's, I mean, it's. It's probably the best thing of having a team. You can complete launch uh, each other's um, uh, skill sets. Exactly. Yeah. See, like my mentor, uh, who actually is the president of the company, and he he uh, mentors me through it. Uh, he's been running a two hundred million revenue uh, business, so he know, he knows a lot about business and how to deal yeah. with employees, how to deal with uh with different banks, and and so he, he guides me through a lot of things that I, I have a basic knowledge of most things I do, but. He's been through a lot too, so he can help me and give me different perspectives. Like I said earlier, uh, you get those key people in your life that can actually uh, help you make better decisions and better yourself. At the same time, you're bettering yourself through your own decisions and your uh, and the business you're running. Awesome. So, um, if someone was considering venturing out into the entrepreneurial world, what what advice would you give them? I could give some advice, that's for sure. I'd say, uh, I think first thing and. I think it's something that uh, comes back a lot in the podcast. Uh, it's taking action. So a lot of people are reading every, everything they can, going through every course they can, listening to every podcast they can. But uh, as long as you're not putting that into action, you're not building anything. You're not getting any returns. So at the same way, there are some people that don't even read, but they just take massive action every day. And that's right. what gives them results. So uh it's not that much about knowledge. It's really about uh, putting yourself out there and doing the things uh, you need to do and you'll learn through the process. So I think first and foremost, you, you have to learn how to take action no matter what, never be paralyzed. I think it's, it's better to take action and fail than just to stay always uh, inactive. Second thing would probably be uh, the attitude. So uh, like anything in life, uh, you're going to feel like Maybe you're scared to scared to do something in life, or maybe you're uh, you don't you don't have this confidence. You you need to build something, but, but truth is, uh, it all depends on the attitude. So if you believe you can do something, uh, you'll find a way to do it. Right. If you believe you can't do it, well, you're building yourself for failure. So no matter what, it's just keep, keep a good attitude, uh, stay positive. And uh, I think everything comes like easier that way. So you'll find failures, but you'll see them just as another obstacle to uh, to uh, or another problem to resolve. Uh, you'll find whatever happens is just another opportunity to evolve. So attitude is really important. And then say discipline too. Uh, you've got to learn when to when you have to work and go full throttle, and when you can relax too, because uh, I think you need to find some kind of balance. And yeah. Sometimes the balance the balance is at the extreme, and that's okay. But you you gotta learn uh, when you gotta put in the work and when you go when you can relax, and uh, that makes a big difference. 
see, I remember back when uh, I was canvassing for uh, my business in Steelworks, I was knocking on doors on Saturdays and Sundays while my friends were probably having fun outside or just partying or watching right. Netflix, whatever. But I had a way better summer than they did because I had I was willing to put on the put in the work at that point. Right. And uh, you got to learn that there are some moments in life, moments in life, and moments in the in the year and in the cycle of your business where you just got to go full throttle, like. Yeah. Focus yeah. on the things you must do, and that will pay you back at some point. Uh, whereas, yes, at some point you can have a, the chance to relax and have fun too. But learn yeah. when to uh, differentiate those two things. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. And so, so what 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 did you need to change about yourself, or any sort of you know progress that you've made since you know since you you know you graduated? I think uh, first thing was confidence, and that was like related to self consciousness. Sometimes you don't do some things you should do because you're afraid of what other people could think or uh, the the the, like the repercussion it could have. So you uh, you're afraid of doing those things. But uh, it's by doing those things actually that you build self confidence, and uh, it's by ignoring what other people may think or do that you actually build self confidence too. So whenever you make promises to yourself, like you're gonna build something and you're gonna take the risk you want you, you want to take. By respecting your own promises, that's actually how you build self-confidence. So I think, uh, which is also based on discipline, right? So by keeping the promise, by learning how to keep the promises I was making to myself, I actually built a better self-confidence, which actually led me to where I am today and where I'm, where I can feel confident about the decisions I make. Because I, I see, I see the, the progress I've made was based on my decisions and trying to disregard what others could think. So right. that's one thing I had to adapt. I think openness and humility is really important. I've always been kind of uh, arrogant a little bit. Right. So uh, <laughs> uh, you don't always re realize it when you're like that, but it can have an impact on, on the other people around you. And I've realized it through my business today uh, with my employees and also with my with the partners I work with or with the the people we're trying to build, their, we're trying to buy buildings from. I really have to adapt uh, in a political way how I deal with people. Yeah. And uh, it's something important. And you learn it through the Student Works program, too. When you meet people you don't know, how to adapt to make sure you're liked, yeah. they like you. That yeah. doesn't mean not to stay authentic. You, you got to stay who you are, but you got to adapt your game to every situation, nonetheless. And uh, the more you manage people, the more important it is. When you're managing like a team of eight painters, they're, they all got different personalities. Yeah. And they all respond different to different incentives and how you act and what you say. You've got to have a, a quick uh, assessment of how it works to make sure that the way you lead is actually the way uh, they they want to follow too. Yeah, for which sure. Is quite important. So, so that was that. I mean, self discipline, which led to self confidence, and uh, probably uh, yeah, communication based on the politics of running a business. Yeah. No, yeah. that's great. That's great. And 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 so. Um, what, what about habits? Any key habits that you have, Joel? Um, well, it can be different things for different people, but uh, I work out every day. And uh, mm -hmm. when, see, I work out in the morning and I work out in the afternoon or in the afternoon at night. And setting this uh, like so this. you work out twice. Yeah, exactly. It, it isn't it isn't like that all year round, but I, yeah. I try to keep it as, as much discipline as I can. And uh, by having this structure in my life it actually translates in every aspect of my life. Right. Uh, so I go hard every morning in the gym. So whenever I, I arrive home, take my shower, 
I've eaten. I'm ready to go hard in the business too. Right. So it's kind of a, a structured way to keep things moving always. At first, when I was younger, I wasn't that structured, but I felt like building yourself some structure that forces you to be disciplined actually gives you way more ROI in everything in life, especially in business. Yeah. You've got your you've got your calendar ready. You know what you have to do. Just do it. Um, and uh, I think it all comes down to discipline at the end of the day. So my habit would be that for other people it can be other things and like you don't it's not everybody that has to work out every day but for sure uh, to, yeah to, the, to me that, that that's what helps yeah yeah and the one thing as well is when you say discipline one of the words i would say is is integrity like yeah. you do what you say you're committed to something exactly. you go do it you know and so so um you know and that there's just power when we when we have that and again like that's one of the things that you know, you hope someone, or I hope someone gets from an athletic career competing at a high level. You don't come late for practice. You know, it's just exactly. not done, right? Like, sorry, on a good team, you know, it's just like, hey, people are there early and uh, preparing, and then okay, we're ready, we go. And when you take that into the world and business meetings, so many people come late, and and yep. so that sets you, you sets you aside, sets you apart, and and. Exactly. Uh, you know, but the most elite people, that's not how they're operating. So it's it's just it's just getting that discipline, that integrity, mm -hmm. you know, you can call it a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's like it's responsibility for your own self at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. like I said earlier, it's 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 uh learning to keep the promises you're making to yourself. Yeah. And if you do that, like you're building uh unrevolved confidence. If you're not doing that, you're doing the reverse thing. If you're making yes. promises to yourself and you don't follow on them. Uh, if you're not disciplined with what you say you're doing, well, that's where you build uh, the opposite of self-confidence, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just, yeah. it, it all comes down to the same thing. It's doing what you say you're going to do and keep those promises to yourself. And at the end yeah. of the day, it'll just give you a better life and a better you too. So Yeah. Positive self, uh, you know, self-affirming loop, you know, mm -hmm. or a no, negative self. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking poorly and more and more poorly against myself because I can't control myself. Exactly. You know, say I'm going to do something and do it. It just it's it's so simple and it's so masterful. Right. Life exactly. life is actually quite simple in many ways. Just do some simple things. Your life will turn out really well. Um, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's always simple. It's just not always that easy. Yeah, exactly. Simple, simple not always easy. making sure you're making the right decision rather rather than the easy one every yeah. day. And if you can do that, you're winning every day. And awesome. uh, this is what you want to aim for you. Awesome. So final question. When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? Well, uh, I think we're kind of leaving it. We're kind of living in uh, changing times, uh, challenging times, and where the, the notion of leadership is kind of uh, hard to define. And if you mm -hmm. look at different leaders in the world, it's also hard to see uh, what kind of leadership it really is. Right. Um, so I'd say, uh, well, when I first wanted to be an entrepreneur at first uh, a lot of people want to change the world but the like the older you get you kind of realize that maybe you can't change the world but you, but you can change is your own world and yeah. maybe by changing your own world you'll have an impact on the people around you and by doing that maybe they could change their own world too and yeah. i think that's one way you can change the world so uh, i think a leader of tomorrow will actually be someone who can take that step uh and uh make a better life for himself and directly and indirectly make better lives for other people around him, be yeah. family, employees, friends, whatever. 
So uh, especially when like the notion of leadership is kind of uh, becoming more uh, difficult to define. Uh, yeah, I think someone who wants to self-improve, someone who wants to make a better life out of his his own life will have a positive impact of on his whole circle and whole network that's around him. Yeah. So I think that those will be the, the leaders of tomorrow. And they can be uh, small circles or bigger circles. It doesn't matter as long yeah. as it fulfills yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I, I can't remember the person um, that you're kind of referring to a quote. Um, and, uh, and, and I just, I just love that, you know, it's always who actually ever changes the world or small, you know, are independent people who go and try to make a difference in their own yeah. lives. And then a small circle, it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows as much as it grows. And then if mm -hmm. there's more and more of those people, we all make a difference in the world in a positive way. So, so exactly. I just, you know, we, so, we so need to be making a difference. So many things uh, are, uh, you know, we need to make progress on as a world, mm -hmm. you know, and and and, and having uh, people making better conscious decisions over how we how we uh, manage our environment or all the different all the different opportunities that we see in the world. Exactly, and I think the best way to do that, uh, and it can be in anything, but the best way to progress in the world is by progressing your by yourself, and then you'll impact other people who will want to do the same. It's yes. just trying to change. It's, you can't try to force other people to progress or change, exactly. but you can change yourself. And if you do that, some people may notice it and will be motivated or influenced to do the same too. One hundred percent. Yeah. Don't living by don't, example. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't tell me. But then all of a sudden, wow! I like what I like what Joel's up to. Let me you know. And by the way, I like what Joel's up to. That's why you're here, Joel. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I wanted to share what you're up to for all the leaders listening so that mm -hmm. they could come and go, Oh, wow, that's pretty neat. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So thanks so much for, uh, for making time today out of your busy schedule. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I'll just add maybe because there's a lot of probably young folks, uh, young folks listening to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I just think it's important to understand. Okay, I'm 29. So I think I'm quite young too. I've got yeah. a lot of time ahead of me too, yeah. to, uh, to accomplish the things that I want to do. Although I wish I would have started, earlier so uh <laughs> if there's young folks out there i just i just hope they they don't they never get scared to take action uh like go ahead and take the risk you can while you're young and uh even if you fail or you or you win whatever it's always better than just staying on the same level so failures will actually make someone better out of you and uh success too so if you want to do something just go ahead and do it and uh he'll teach you something and you'll learn lessons along the way, either way. So just love it. I, I, ho I hope a lot of people take risks and just don't worry about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. About. Uh, about what the consequences, because, you know, again, exactly. you're right. Like there's the, the failure means stopping to me. Failure doesn't mean exactly the, 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 the things what we get bruised and it didn't work. Like there's so many things that didn't work. But in those things, we learn and then we grow. And that, you know, and, exactly. you know, it's just kind of like as Brian Scudamore of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, he was on last year, uh, you know, willingness to fail. That's a huge attribute of leaders. I'm just willing to mm -hmm. fail. And again, we don't want to fail. No, but willing to, because we try, we try, we try. Doesn't work. No problem. We're going to fix it. Just like Joel, okay. you've seen, you've shown that so, so much. And, and, and as well, like the other thing is, is being in action because, wish you'd started sooner. It's, it's true. It's like, it's like the entrepreneur. No, let's just go do something. And it doesn't necessarily mean be an entrepreneur, but be a leader, move forward, 
take a chance, get over, like you said, the fear of talking to people. For me, it was the same. It's just, we break down those things, build our habits, build our skill sets and our mindsets. Exactly. It's funny because uh, uh, me, me and my mentor actually have a saying we always repeat and it's just never stop. Never so stop. Yeah. Whatever happens, just <laughs> never stop. <laughs> well, I love it. Okay. Well, well, thanks for leaving with it, leaving us with that, Joel. Um, uh, have yourself a fantastic holiday, continued success, um, and uh, keep crushing it. Never stop. <laughs> I'll never stop. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> you bet. You yeah. have a nice holiday, too. Yeah. Thanks. You bet. Bye bye. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.